When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well... Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to Canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This, this is, is the game, game of roses. Welcome to the game, game of roses. The cherry on top of this comment is the very last word that he uses. Classy. Let's talk about classy. So the rest of the comment up until this point was certainly positioning himself higher than me, certainly attempting to belittle me, but classy is really where he drives this home. Classy is a trash term. It's a trash fucking term. Um, literally created in classism and racism. Classy is a term used to put down 
women specifically who don't fit into a thin, petite, agreeable, soft, feminine, white nature of what white men want a woman to be. In addition, being of high class of socioeconomic status. Uh, so fuck the term. It's a trash term. And when it's used in ways like this, it is specifically used to put you down and put you in place. I don't fall in place. I don't fall in line to this. I will not be small because of this. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues, and the clip you just heard was an excerpt from a video posted by Taylor Nolan this week that was a response to an attack she received from Ari Leyendike Jr. on Instagram. And we are going to be getting to that later. But you know today is Friday. So you know what you're going to get. Twibbin! You're about to get some Bachelor Nation news. You're about to get a parasocial play of the week. You are about to get some screams from the pit. Of course, all during this season of The Bachelorette, Screams from the Pit is sponsored by Relationship Hero. This is a site you can go to to get help with any relationship that you might find yourself in. If you just started dating someone and you want to know how to navigate that relationship so they don't run away screaming from you. If you've been in a relationship for many years and you want to know how to spice it up, put the spark back in it, they can help you with that. If you're not even in a relationship but you want to be in one, they can give you the tools to make yourself a viable candidate for a relationship. Maybe you're dating someone and they play a PTC in five acts and you don't really know how to respond besides saying that's cool. Relationship <laughs> Hero can guide you through that. And right now, if you go to relationshiphero.com slash G-O-R, you're going to get $50 off your first session with one of their certified relationship coaches. Again, that is relationshiphero.com slash G-O-R. But before we get to any of that, of course, we are starting out this Friday's episode as we start every Friday episode with Game of Roses. State of the World. We are no longer grateful. We took a little brief break from State of the World for gratitude. No more. Give us the dark shit. (laughs) Now we are back into the hell on earth that we all find ourselves living through in the year 2020. As you know, State of the World is a segment in which Pace Case and I describe some events that are happening in the world around us, and then we tell you how they are linked to Bachelor Nation, because as we now know, all things are. Today, we are going to be focusing on something that just happened last night in our beloved City of Angels. That's right. Los Angeles is on the strictest COVID lockdown it has ever seen in the entire history of the COVID pandemic. We are the largest county in the country, and we continue to repeatedly shatter single-day COVID records. And now we are in this hyper-aggressive lockdown put in place by Mayor Eric Garcetti. 
The strict guidelines require all Los Angelinos to remain inside and not leave their homes for any reason at all or be subject to, in quotes, fine or, let me put this one in double in quotes, imprisonment. Well, we do have the largest jail system in the world, so there's plenty of space for us. Gotta fill them up if they want that government subsidy. There are, of course, a few exemptions. And so what we're going to do for you is read a little bit from this order. Subject only to the exceptions outlined in this order, all persons living within the city of Los Angeles are hereby ordered to remain in their homes. Residents of the city of Los Angeles who are experiencing homelessness are exempt from this requirement. Benevolent. Your first exemption is, if you don't have a house, you don't have to be in a house. That is just so kind of the mayor. Then paragraph two says, subject only to the exemptions outlined in this paragraph and paragraph five below, which we're about to get to, all businesses within the city of Los Angeles are ordered to cease operations that require in-person attendance by workers at a workplace. Okay, so that's basically all businesses should shut down, right? Yep. All public and private gatherings of any number of people for more than one household are prohibited, except outdoor faith-based services described in paragraph five, which we'll get to, and participating in an in-person outdoor protest. So any kind of religious thing or protest, those are exempt. The protests, you have to maintain social distance and observe the LA County protocol for public demonstrations. And then we get to the exceptions. This is paragraph five, subparagraph A. These are all the people who don't have to adhere to this lockdown order by threat of fine or imprisonment. All healthcare operations, including hospitals, clinics, dentists, pharmacies, pharmaceutical, biotechnology companies, grocery stores, water retailers, farm and produce stands, agricultural and horticultural cultivation, organizations and businesses that provide food, shelter, social services, newspapers, television news, radio, magazine, podcast, and journalism, so you and I, Pace Case, can be out in the world. Essential. And this is where we get to how it relates to our beloved game, music, film, and television production. It goes on to talk about gas stations, car repair places, banks, credit unions, hardware and building supply stores, plumbers, electricians, businesses providing mailing and shipping services, educational institutions, laundromats, restaurants, businesses that support and provide storage for retail goods, businesses that supply other essential businesses with support, individuals and businesses that ship, truck, transport, airlines, taxis, home-based care for disabled persons, residential facilities, office-based businesses, child care facilities, and just pages (laughs) of exemptions. So this giant order is essentially saying, we know how to beat COVID. Everybody stay the fuck home. And then most of the order is exemptions for literally everyone, including, once again, film and television production. That is an essential service. And this directly affects the fucking Bachelor. This version of the stay-at-home order that was issued in the early part of the summer is what The Bachelor had to work around to be able to shoot at La Quinta. And we are in this weird era of society where we all know what we should be doing. And then we all rationalize a reason that we don't have to do it. Whether the reason is religion, personal freedom, in this case, simply greed. All of these things are about money. Golf (laughs) courses. So PP gets to go play his golf game. But yeah, it's definitely (laughs) a bizarre order. I hope that it helps. We have 
spiking COVID cases in LA County. I think we have the highest amount of people who are in the hospital that we have had through the whole pandemic. But yeah, is television production an essential service that must go on during a pandemic? I also don't get like protests and religious services. Okay. Can I go jogging at night and say it's in protest of the stay at home order? Does that count? Can I say that (laughs) exercise is my religion? There is such a strange, blanket, vague exemption for basically anything that you can make a reason for. Why did they even issue the stay-at-home order? I sit here in Gore HQ and I look out my window daily. It's where I do my work at this table. And so I'm very familiar with the people that pass each day. The lady who walks two little pugs. The guy who jogs around (laughs) with no shirt on and has a big tribal tattoo across the back of his shoulders. Is he wearing a mask? He is wearing a mask. But I see these people daily, and I know their patterns and their routines. They're out today. Not (laughs) one of them has missed their little routine. So I don't think the stay-at-home order is doing anything. Did you get this on a text on your phone? I did. I didn't. So maybe Mm. Pug Lady didn't get texted. Maybe. Maybe she doesn't know. I can't imagine that being the case. Maybe it's a Pug protest. cute little protest (laughs) i'm just waiting to see the first person get arrested for this is that gonna happen they arrested a couple who got on a flight who knowingly had covid i saw that but as you know plenty bachelor nation players now reside in our beautiful city of angels and they are all obligated to adhere to this will they will we be seeing sluicean posts of her gallivanting about town uh, no, she will be inside cooking. What was the <laughs> the thing about her having the incorrect title? I don't want to tip my hat, but I've been digging around <laughs> in the pit and I'm about to find something. I can tell it's right there and it has to do with <laughs> Hannah Celeste's new videos that she's been making about a show that is titled Baking and Bubbly. It's what I believe is going to be her attempt to start a YouTube channel. And there's something in the pit. I know it's here. I just have to find it. At any rate, that's our state of the world. (laughs) Los Angeles on lockdown. COVID numbers through the roof everywhere, specifically in Los Angeles. It's terrible. But these exemptions for TV and film are once again indicative of the society that cares more about money and commerce than it does about the safety of its inhabitants. And Bachelor Nation is right at the forefront of it. I mean, they're like, oh, we must keep businesses open. But you could just pay all of these people to stay home. That's what we should be doing. What we are doing is not working. I know my friend is working on a show that has had four people test positive for COVID on the production. They haven't shut down. But if you pay people to stay home, how does the city make tax money? It's all about profit. That's all this is ever about. Money over lives. Won't argue with you there. (laughs) Well, thank you for indulging us with the state of the world. Things are appearing to be grim, but I have been reading. It seems like a vaccine is on the near horizon. I'm looking very forward to that. And something else I'm looking very forward to is getting into the Bachelor Nation news with you. Are you ready, Pace Case? Oh, I'm ready. This is...
Bachelor Nation News. Welcome to This Week in Gates. As you know, all this season we are starting Bachelor Nation News with a segment we are calling This Week in Gaines I Am. Whoa. <laughs> Holy shit. What is that? It's my My Fair Lady accent. I've done it before. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I do recognize it. I didn't know that it was going to be applicable to This Week in Gaines. I mean, This Week in Gaines. This Week in Gaines. This Week in Gaines is a sub-segment of our larger segment, Bachelor Nation News, in which... We highlight all the big Instagram moves of the players on this season of Bachelorette. And we are also going to talk about the ratings of the show. What were the ratings? Well, this past Tuesday, the Bachelorette led the night. Ooh. Wowie. It delivered a 1.2 in adults 18 to 49 with a 4.14 million viewer cumulative total. Again, these are numbers that are holding pretty steady for the entirety of the season. Still a hit show, at least by modern measures. Those numbers 10 years ago <laughs> would have gotten this show canceled before it even finished airing the first episode, but now a big hit. So we're happy to see that continue we're happy to see it roll into whatever matt james's season is going to do i really think the first episode of matt james's season is going to see eight million or so i think we're going to double the audience and now let's take a look at which of this season's players are able to translate those viewers into instagram followers claire crawley no longer in the document but she gained ten thousand followers bringing her to one million. Welcome to the club. This is an astounding feat. We are going to get to it a little bit later in Bachelor Nation News, the significance of this, but it is incredibly significant. Taisha Adams, current Bachelorette, remains steady at 1.2 million. Again, incredibly significant. She only hit a million about a week ago. And now we've got two bachelorettes for the first time in history from the same season, both in the million club. Is the crown a guaranteed million? Seems like it. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we're having a bachelorette who had a partial season is still in it. So I would say it's a guaranteed cool mill. And now the top five follower gains from... The last recording, 1126 to today, December 3rd. Number one. We had a gain this week that was so unbelievable, I rechecked my work. <laughs> I mean, Normally, I you do. just I, roll through. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am an, <laughs> I'm an accurate gainsman, but... My work, my beautiful work, it held true, and it confirmed my MVP slash play of the game recipient, Ben Smith. He gained 40.3K this week, bringing him into the 100,000 club to a healthy total of 122,000. These are Dale Moss 
numbers for a non-Delmas player. Bachelor Nation is responding positively to his double play of the game this week, his voluntary nudity play on portion one of the group date, and his disordered eating PTC on the second portion of the group date. Incredible gains! He joins Dale Moss, Brendan Marias, and Bennett Andrew Jordan from this season in the 100K Club. Congratulations, Ben. Truly an impressive feat, and we still have a few weeks to go. Where he's going to wind up, we can only guess, but that play, that PTC, the voluntary nudity, he's giving us something to look at. He's giving us something to think about. Fantastic (laughs) work. Second place this week in Gains. Easy Nwachukwu gained 26K for his error of the game, a failed love level three raise that resulted in his immediate benevolent execution. This brings him to 94.9K. He is knocking at the door of the 100K club, but still the allegations of sexual misconduct against him are out there. And we're going to be getting to that a little bit later in Bachelor Nation news as well. But for now, An impressive gain on his final episode. Third place went to Brendan Marias. He is always up there in the gains charts. He's continuing to make huge gains every week for his solid 4TRR play. This week, he gained 19K, bringing him to 125,000 total. This is especially impressive because he had very little screen time. Yes, very little. He's doing some interesting uh, parasocial play, though. Maybe that's contributing. There was a video of him twisting his beard. And it may have something to do with the official Bachelor Instagram account mistakenly posting a photo of Tasha with what we perceive to be the final seven guys and then immediately taking it down when people saw that it was a spoiler. What? <laughs> oh, yes. I won't tell you who those seven guys were. You know Brendan what? was among them. I don't think that's surprising. Someone sent me a message and they were like, look at this bad, this, this bachelor spoiler. They took it down and I was like, is this a spoiler? And they were like, yes. I was like, please don't send this to us. It's not that much of a spoiler. It's the final seven. He's in the top seven. Yeah. I, it's not a huge surprise. Yeah. Any of the people who are in the top seven. We knew he I would was be like, top yeah, seven. That, that makes perfect sense. I think he's top three. If anything, it at least was the parasocial error of the week by the show <laughs> itself. <laughs> they posted a fucking spoiler of their own show. That's oh, hilarious. God. They need somebody working that account who's a little more savvy. And fourth place in gains this week goes to our beloved Ivan Hall. He was barely in the document this week after getting a massive amount of screen time last week for his historical Black Lives Matter racial discussion with Tasha play. and. Other than his father's medical problems, PTC, on the group date, he didn't get much screen time, so his gains are most likely explained by the residual effect of last week. He gained 13.2 thousand, bringing him to a total of 56.5k. Sky's the limit. I think we're going to be seeing more from him, and I think these gains are going to continue, and I think they're going to get I agree. I think he will be joining the 100k club. He's only halfway there, but I feel it for him. Fifth place in gains goes to Bachelor Clues' MVP, Zach Clark, for his PTC Festival extravaganza in five acts. He gained 11.9K, bringing him to 34K total. 
I think he'll go higher. Oh, he's definitely going to go higher. I'm going to make this prediction on Zach Clark. Mm-hmm. 500K club by the end of this season. What? Yeah. There's something about him. I was looking at his Instagram the other day. There's something about him that is just under the surface. It's waiting to be unlocked. And I think the longer he makes it in this, mm-hmm. the more likely it is that this parasocial butterfly is going to bloom and he is going to dominate. Wait, what is he doing on Instagram? He has this kind of, I don't want to say a wall, but he's playing almost a parasocial wall. He's still reserved because I, he's trying to stave off whatever's going to happen in the season. He obviously doesn't want to spoil it. All of his posts mm-hmm. are very generic, like, hi, here I am. Look at what I'm doing. I think that's about to break. We're going to start to see some real shit coming from him that I think is going to catapult him. This is just a weird feeling that I have. I think we're on the verge of seeing him explode. Well, I do believe that he will be in the top four. So I do believe he will be in the top four. So I do think we will see some major gains for him. I think his story is so strong and it's going to resonate with a lot of people who have addiction or are close to people with addiction. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how that pl- will play out. He'll get even more screen time as he gets up there. I don't know if he was in the spoiler seven, but <laughs> I don't even I remember who was is. in it. That's good. I know Brendan was in it. He's the only face in my mind that I can see in the picture. I see the other mm. guys. I see the poses and I don't know who they were. That's how I fucking just erased it. As soon as I saw it, I was like, erase. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish I had that power. A little preview of my scream this week. <laughs> Speaking of having that power. Again, missing from the document this week was Dale Moss, but he continued his gains. 11,000. Now at 739K total, this parasocial juggernaut will not be stopped. I'm telling you, his gains may be slowing down, but he's going to hit a million. That's going to happen in our lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) are you saying within the course of this season or you believe he's going to have a hosting gig? Could be a hosting gig. I think he is bound for greatness on television. On another reality show, I'm not exactly sure, but Dale Moss has it, and he's going to have a million by the time I'm dead. A player who was heavily in the document, Bennett Andrew Jordan, also gained 11K this week for his aggressive condescension cringle of young Noah Herb on their two-on-one in a hard rivalry, his forced desk partners with Taisha this week, his strong fourth audience game. Slash his potential villain turn with his non-consensual masked kissing, bringing him to 130,000 Instagram followers total. Bennett and Noah, whatever's about to happen with them in next week's episode, they haven't seen the last of each other. Both of them are going to be on Paradise. Both of them are going to continue to gain from it. I think Bennett might hit a million after his run on Paradise. We'll see. Wow. Joe Park. This week, gained another 9.5K, a swan song bump for his elimination from last week's game. And, of course, barefaced young Noah also gained 5.7K for his role in the rivalry. The smallest gain crown this week 
goes to Tyler C. He lost 1,600 followers this week, bringing him to 22.5K total. Many other eliminated players also reported Instagram losses. You got to keep working out to maintain your gains in the gym, and you got to keep working out your parasocial engagement if you want to retain your gains on Instagram. Well, that concludes This Week in Gains. And now it's time to move on to the regular Bachelor Nation news. Speaking of kings of parasocial engagement, Ari Leyendijk Jr., COVID positive. He revealed it in his Instagram stories this past week. He does not know where he got it, maintains he did everything correctly, followed all the protocols. This from the same man who hosted a full fashion show for Lauren's Shades of Rose apparel company earlier in the pandemic. He described how he had been staying in a separate wing of their house to not give it to Lauren and little Alessi. We obviously wish him a full and healthy recovery and hope that the rest of the family doesn't contract the deadly global pandemic. Not to be outdone, stars of season 13 of our beloved game, Jason and Molly Mesnick, also had COVID this week. As Molly revealed in her Instagram main grid, they are both recovering from having all the standard symptoms. We wish you a quick recovery as well, Mesnicks. Speaking of recoveries, Easy Nwachukwu. We have been watching his strong face play over the course of this season. A wonderful, colorful narrator. And now that he has been dismissed in a one-on-one execution last week, news is finally emerging about the sexual assault allegations that have been completely ignored by the show and ABC. In October, as a result of seeing EZ on the 16th season of The Bachelorette, a woman released a series of tweets explaining that she had a non-consensual sexual encounter with Nwachukwu. A statement she made in those tweets read, I will not stand by quietly anymore while this aggressor is paraded around on this show as a stand-up guy, on as the comic, She later deleted the thread on the recommendation of legal counsel. Not only did she take action to get lawyers on her case, but she spoke to Reality Steve about the allegations and also to NZK Productions, the company that makes The Bachelor and Bachelorette. So the show was very aware of the situation, even as they continued to air easy in every episode this season. It's now being reported that ABC did launch an investigation into the allegations, which they maintain was inconclusive. Easy maintains it was a consensual interaction, so a final verdict of he said, she said, seems to be where this ends. And I tend to believe she says. Of course. ABC had to find this inconclusive. Otherwise, why would they have aired all that footage of him? It's their only way out is to say, look, we looked into it. He said nothing bad happened, so that's going to be the end of it. I don't know if there's going to be an independent investigation into this from her lawyers or whoever she has on her side, but it does seem like ABC and ZK are sweeping this under the rug. That's what it seems like to me. And again, EZ continues to get these Instagram gains. So it even seems like the whole of Bachelor Nation is either not aware of this or does not give mm-hmm. a shit. But one thing that Bachelor Nation certainly is very aware of is that 
The first Bachelorette of season 16, Claire Crawley, has recently joined a very elite club. It's known as the One Million Club. Yes, this club is getting bigger to be sure, but it's still an extremely exclusive group of the highest level players of our beloved game, and this is a huge milestone for any player who is granted admittance. So far, the players that Crawley joins in this incredible endeavor are Hannah Brown, Tyler Cameron, Joe, 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 Fletcher. Peter, a.k.a. P.P. Weber. The postless marvel, Colton Underwood. Madison Pruitt of the Prue Crew. Pace Case's choice for goat, Miss Caitlin Mirrorball Bristow. Cassie Randolph. Dylan's keeper, Hannah Godwin. Miss North Carolina herself, Kaylin Miller-Keys. Catherine, the only final rose pick to get married to The Bachelor, Judici Lowe. Of course. Hannah for Cookies Sluice. Demigod Burnett. Deanie Baby's Unglert. Lauren. I married a country music star, Bushnell. The unlovable Ben Higgins. Becca, recently untethered from Maggaret Kufrin. Million Dollar Baby, Jade Roper. Sean, the master bachelor, Lowe. Wells, I landed Sarah Highland Adams. The saddest bachelor of all time and the greatest bachelor of all time. Nicholas Vial. I have two kids, Amanda Stanton. Ashley, the destroyer of friend zones, Iaconetti. Jillian, what's your favorite hot dog topping? Harris. Becca PVC Tilly. Andy, I lock up gang members, Dorfman. And most recently, of course. Tasha, the replacement bachelorette, Adams. So congrats to Claire Crawley on her hard work this season. She will be remembered, I think, as one of the most iconic bachelorettes in history for blowing up the game. And who knows? Maybe she and Dale will actually last, and she will ultimately be held in high regard by the game itself as a success story. Time will tell. But again, congrats to Claire Crawley for joining the One Million Club. Out of all the players, there aren't that many who are doing it. And all the ones that we just mentioned, as you can hear, are high-level players. These are the superstars of the game. She is now one of them. Congratulations, Claire Crawley. A true icon of the game. Speaking of icons, our next piece of Bachelor Nation news involves Tasha's ring. A few pictures have surfaced of Bachelorette Tasha Adams wearing what might be passable as an engagement ring, and the rumors are swirling. Let's put them to rest. She might be engaged, but this is not an engagement ring. The show goes to great lengths to hide the outcome of each season, except for the Instagram this week. (laughs) But this includes... Confiscating the engagement ring until the players show up for the After the Final Rose episode. 
Katie Morton appeared on Olivia Caridi's Mouthing Off podcast back in September to explain how the producers refused her request to let her wear the engagement ring given to her by Chris Bukowski on the BIP reunion show. These pictures are meant to fuel the rumor mill. Why does this trick work on Bachelor Nation every time? It's a question I cannot answer. It even worked on me. I saw it and I'm like, wait, is that a fucking engagement ring? For a split second, the question was asked in my mind. And then I had to remind myself, like, of course not. They're doing it on purpose so that it becomes a fucking Us Weekly article and a Cosmo article. Oh, my God, is she engaged? Is this a bachelor engagement ring? I had so many people send me this story and I was like, these rings mean nothing to me. They did the same thing with Claire Crawley. I'm like, this is nothing. She's literally recording the podcast in the ring. You think that's a mistake? Come on. Speaking of rings, just a side note here. This week, Becca Kufrin went on Caitlin Bristow's Off the Vine podcast, and they both divulged that each of them still has their broken engagement ring. These are the highest value items in the archaeology of our beloved game. They are... (laughs) Super Bowl rings, essentially, and they both still have mm. theirs, and they don't know what to do with them, but they don't want to get Sell rid them of them. Sell them to clues. I'd be happy to do that. Ultimately, I'm going to open this fucking museum. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I'm going to get a space out here in LA. It's going to be a physical location people will be able to go to after the fucking pandemic, and I'm going to get these goddamn rings in it. And I may even do something like this. Charge a fucking admittance and put it all to charity. That way... I can get these items. I feel like if it's done mm-hmm. for a good charity, all the players will be able to pitch in and put some stuff in there. I Love really it. think we should have this museum. I think it should exist. I hope it's as creepy as we were watching one of the, probably one of the dark seasons. There's a hometown date where there were two different rooms. One was like a, the dad's like sports room, which just had sports memorabilia covering the walls everywhere you looked and one was a a pageant room that was a similar thing it was creepy as fuck this would not be anything like that this would be somewhere between a sports hall of fame and an art gallery very tasteful nice lighting i want video screens playing of the object when it was in the game above the object i need placards saying what the object is what year it came from who touched it who wore it blah 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 this will be a high level endeavor will there be performance art like at the museum of broken relationships from nick Vial's season i would love to have guest lectures come by and those would be players obviously talking about the items that are there and what their season was like little live events curated things from time to time look it's going to happen. It's going to fucking happen at some point. It's just a matter of when. That's all. Obviously, COVID has to be over. But there's going to be a Bachelor Museum very soon. Not very soon. It's like 20 years away. And rounding out our Bachelor Nation news this week, it is a happy birthday wish going out to the Dark Lord's concubine herself. Lauren Zima turned 33 on November 30th. Happy birthday, Miss Zima. We cannot wait to be guests on your new podcast relating. And now we come to that time of this show when we discuss all of the best moves that have been made by players of our beloved game outside of the game in the parasocial arena. This is 
The parasocial play, 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 play of the week. We had a lot of very strong parasocial plays this week. It was difficult to choose a winner. In the running, we had number one, Maddie Pruitt posted some pictures on Instagram this week chronicling a trip she took with her sister to the most magical place on earth, Disney World. The two-slide post to her main grid features a fun and frolicky image of Madison, giving her sister a piggyback ride in front of the Disney castle, and a solo shot of Pruitt in Mickey Mouse ears, striking a foot-forward style modeling pose. The Pruitt sisters are wearing masks in both images because, as we all know, there is a global pandemic killing people every day. But they're not going to let that kill their will to have fun. Clues, it is springtime. It is the off season. It is gore girl summer. The weather's getting warmer. Thank Dark Lord Palmer. And it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls, and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like Clues, who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. <gasps> I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. <laughs> Just call me Quinced. King Quinces, Okay. they call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince King yourself or Quince Queen. Go to Quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues. Uh, We all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, It has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills, you know, the... The whole premise of life is is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake, and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire, then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Clues, 
Mm-hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find Ooh. the perfect T-shirt. Yeah. Um, because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect T-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color. And the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite, which is kind of like a blue green. And they are both so comfortable. It's basically like you are wearing nothing. Great for free spirit types. Well, for all the free spirits out there right now, you can shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes XXS through 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Again, that's Skims. The post has 234,000 likes, 531 comments, including one from Hannah Sluice that simply says, Disney loves you, a heart emoji. And one from her dad, Chad Pruitt, that reads, the Prue Crew, triple heart eyes emoji. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, we had Taylor <laughs> Nolan releasing a 12-minute, seven-second video this week entitled, I Had Time Today, that is actually incredibly important and thoughtful. I loved it. It's a video on her Instagram TV feed calling out Ari Leyendike. The video has 77,000 views and 841 comments. It is a pure parasocial gaze directly into the lens as she discusses what's on her mind. It starts with an old video she made that was a general admonishment of the, in quotes, good people on both sides argument sparked by the election night polls posted by all of what she calls the white dudes in Bachelor Nation. And specifically, it calls out a post made by Ari Leyendike to this end and then moves through issues of accountability and privilege. She then transitions to a comment left by Leyendike on a post she made about a sex toy that reads, love how you came after me for posting an election poll but you're advertising masturbation pads or whatever the hell this is, classy. She definitely defends her choice to be a sex therapist and counterattacks Lion Dyke for shaming her choice for work, which is, she reminds us, very similar to his own. They're both essentially Instagram influencers. She specifically addresses his use of the word classy as an insult, calling it a trash term created in classism and racism used to shame women who don't fit into the feminine white nature of what white men want a woman to be. She makes it clear she will not allow herself to be put in this box, especially not when it comes from a white privileged man who does not acknowledge racism or sexism at all. And finally, she lets everyone know that she will invest no more emotional energy to oppressors and abusers of any kind. A masterful video that is mandatory viewing for all of us in Bachelor Nation for many reasons. This is also combined with a parasocial error of the week. Ari Leyendike making that comment on Taylor's post. What was he thinking? And it was he was clearly stewing in it because he posted it a week later after her calling him out for that election poll. I hated those election polls as well. And... I looked at all the results because I was like, this is interesting to see who their followers are. And they were mostly posted by these white dudes who have not been clear about what side of the political uh, spectrum they are on. And they're just like, oh, this is going to get engagement. Such an amazing video by Taylor Nolan. I loved it. 
as though there is any kind of an equivalency about who you're voting for. That is just, it's either this team or that team. It's like, yeah. no, 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 no. Red or blue. Both teams are bad, obviously, but Trump <laughs> is not even a team. Trump is a chaotic whirlwind that threatens the fabric of freedom in this fucking country and therefore globally. It's a whole different fucking thing. But the news covered it that way too. Well, Trump's up in this state. Joe Biden's up in this state. Here's how many votes are in. That's how all news covered it as well. No one really covered the gravity of what this fucking was in the way that it should have been covered. Too political. Calm down. Okay. Um, my apology. <laughs> moving on you might enjoy hearing that noah erb threw his hat into the parasocial arena this week with a noteworthy post of himself wearing the mustache socks he was condescendingly given by bennett on this week's episode of bachelorette posts germane to the events that unfold in the show are always recommended and noah pulls it off here with humor and grace and a simple image posted to his main grid that features himself sitting cross-legged on a stool with a guitar against a wall in the background and a glass of wine in one hand He smiles with his mustache print socks on full display with a caption that reads, these socks are brought to you by Harvard. The image has so far received 15,000 likes and 750 comments. Fantastic engagement for the young Noah. Number four, Becca Tilly released a comedic video this week parodying a dream sequence from the upcoming episode of Grey's Anatomy, in which she inserts herself on the beach with Patrick Dempsey and she gets sand thrown in her face. Tilly exhibits a surprising level of comedic talent in the short video that has racked up 208,000 views and 1,120 comments. I thought this video by Becca was so funny. I really enjoyed it. Put it up in the Instagram polls. It did not do so well, but bravo, Becca. One video that did do very well came from Jason Tartik. The support crew for, of course, Caitlin Bristow. Last week, our parasocial play of the week was the long, expansive parasocial work that both Tardic and Bristow did in service of her run on Dancing with the Stars all the way to the mirror ball. This week, Tardic essentially posted a video version of everything we described last week. It's every one of the posts that were made in service of this, all the videos that they made. There's music set to it. There are clips from her on Dancing with the Stars. It was an extravaganza. It is honestly so all over the place. It's very funny. I highly recommend checking it out. Jason is doing this sort of leave it to beaver narration throughout the whole thing. It goes, there's a bit about loving his dogs. There's a bit about how he has this bromance with this one man. It it goes into a lot of different things. It's sort of a smorgasbord of their parasocial plays. It truly reminded me of like the week after the Super Bowl. The game's over. The commentary's been done, but then you just keep seeing clip packages of highlights from the game for that next week. We're basking in the glow of the event still, and here, Tardic is very smart to understand that there's still social media gains here. There's still parasocial engagement to be had. Even though the event is over, I'm going to put out the recap of it, basically. Genius move. It really shows a high level of parasocial understanding, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was Caitlin Bristow's idea. They definitely have a team working on these. There's a very high production value. I'm also curious. I guess we maybe we discussed this on the live, but 
Jason Tardick not proposing right after the mirror ball. I believe this is because he is spacing it out. He's like letting this glow last maybe six months. And then I think that we'll see him do it. What do you think? Totally agree. And he's smart to do it that way. Because that's another huge event in and of itself. We're going to get a whole other parasocial media cycle of the days leading up to it. The proposal video. The wedding video. The post-wedding video. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. dogs wearing little suits, I bet. Little bow ties absolutely that mirror ball is probably going to be sitting right next to the fucking wedding cake their (laughs) parasocial supremacy is going to last as long as they want it to last they're going to have kids those kids are going to grow up they're going to be grandparents doing shit with the fucking grandkids i mean they're going to be in our lives forever and i believe that proposal will push caitlin bristow she's hovering below the two million mark she's at 1.9 i think that'll do it i agree with you 100%. But so this video was strong. It was my parasocial play of the week all week until I saw something on the Bachelor subreddit and found our winner for parasocial play of the week, Joe Park. He did something in the parasocial realm that I don't know if any other player has done before. He sent a DM to the Bachelor subreddit to thank them for being supportive of his play in game from the very beginning. The Bachelor subreddit is a strange and dark place. It is equal parts beauty and horror. It is a rich resource, but many players have felt bullied by them as well. To open a channel of communication with them takes a lot of courage. And to our knowledge, Joe Park is the first to do so in this way. He sent this DM, quote, hey, r slash The Bachelor, just wanted to say thank you again for being so supportive of me from the very beginning. Somehow, this community really got me after the 12 seconds I was on air the first few episodes. I obviously wasn't the most dramatic person or camera hungry person this season. So being recognized for just trying to be normal really gave me the warm and fuzzies squinting smiley face emoji. We'll be following along. Please let me know if there's anything you'd like me to do or participate in. Stay safe and thanks again. This is such a strong play for a number of reasons. It creates the idea that he's always lurking in the subreddit, a hidden parasocial relationship, and might read a member of Bachelor Nation's positive comments about him, encouraging that behavior. It rewards the community that has been making a strong Bachelor push for him. We're not sure how many of his 9.5K posthumous Instagram gains this week can be credited to this move, but it's definitely a creative postseason play that we greatly appreciated. It's tapping into one of the most rabid Bachelor Nation fan bases that exists. Bachelor subreddit is not for casual viewers. It is for people who live and breathe this shit. It's for people like us, honestly, (laughs) and for Joe Park to recognize that and to go in and say thank you to them. He is aligning with the hardcore fans. He's aligning with the students of the game, the people who are doing deep dives into all kinds of social media shit, the history of the game, et cetera, et cetera. It was a brilliant move and a little risky because like you're saying, Mm yeah, yeah. Bachelor subreddit has some incredible shit in it. There are incredible people doing incredible work there. 
there's also a lot of darkness there. There's a lot that (laughs) happens there that is frightening in secrets. And when you reach into that darkness, you have to be prepared to maybe get your fucking hand bitten off. And he did it. He reached into the darkness. For contrast, Baylock I made a his own type of engagement with the subreddit this week. His Instagram story, he answered the question, what do you think of Bachelor Reddit? And he responded, flawed humans judging and making fun of other humans for being flawed. In parens, most of the time, in parens, some good ones. Many of the players of Bachelor Nation feel like the subreddit has damaged them in some ways. In the immortal words of Hannah Sluice, <laughs> we knew what we signed up for. And part of that is being exposed to the Bachelor subreddit. So Joe Park, you get our parasocial play of the week for embracing that and engaging with it. A rare move, a strong move, and we hope we get to see much more of your parasocial work in the future. Well, that does it for our parasocial play of the week. We hope you enjoyed it. And now, of course, it has come to be that time when Pace Case and I allow ourselves to delve deep into the darkness of the bottom of the pit. Screams from the pit! Screams from the pit. All this season of Bachelorette is, of course, sponsored by Relationship Hero. Relationship Hero is the most popular relationship coaching service with an average of 4.9 stars on Trustpilot. Each of their relationship coaches is certified and backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So whether you're casually dating or looking for your soulmate, newly engaged, maybe you've been married for decades, Relationship Hero is here to support you in whatever kind of relationship you might find yourself. You can get advice on anxiety, tough breakups, building better boundaries, even how to navigate dating in the pandemic. So if you go to relationshiphero.com slash G-O-R right now, you're going to get $50 off your first session with one of their certified relationship coaches. That's relationshiphero.com slash G-O-R. And with us, as always, during this Bachelorette (laughs) season, descending into the deepest depths of the pit with us to hear us scream, Shoya has returned. Thank you, Shoya, and welcome. I have returned. Welcome, Shoya. (laughs) What's new with you guys? Sheltering in place, you know, (laughs) screaming. So nothing new. Got it. Note it. (laughs) Pretty much. It's already been a tough week. I moved this week, which was a lot. Um, You know, there's the pandemic, etc. But... I was on our Bachelor Instagram account, and I'm scrolling. I'm looking for some strong parasocial plays, seeing who's who's got the best ones this week. And I came upon something. As many of you know, I follow Patty James, the next Bachelor, Matt James's mother, on Instagram. I was interested that she was following Trump and Melania, giving an interesting perspective on who Matt James might be as a player. You know, is he a Trumper, perhaps? And when you follow someone on Instagram, you can see if they have liked a post. It'll say this person and this many number others like a post. And I saw that she liked one post. And 
it was a post of a player from Matt James's season. I might have spoiled myself for Matt James's season this week. I will not reveal what that post was here, but I cannot stop thinking about it. I hate spoilers so much. Tasha's season has been so much better for me because I wasn't spoiled as I was for Claire's season. I love to watch the game play out and make predictions based on play for who will do well. I hope it's not true, but I fear it is like when Sweet Nums, a mother of The Bachelor last season, liked a player named Hannah Ann Sluice's posts, and that revealed something to the rest of us. And I cannot stop thinking about this. It has been all-consuming. I suppose it comes with the territory of my whole feed being Bachelor at this point, but I am not happy. Also, anyone listening, please do not confirm. If you do know spoilers, I want to remain clean. This is my scream. So... Um, I'm going to repeat what I understood, like the English that I understood from that back to you just to make sure. <laughs> what? Oh my God. I was like, I'm trying to make sure I explain. Well, maybe, maybe oh, I got it. So I want, cause I don't know what the scream is. So next season's uh-huh. bachelor, I don't know is, is the problem that next season's bachelor's mother may be a Trump supporter. Is that the scream or no. Okay, so the scream no. is that you, happened a while ago. Okay, so spoilers, basically. You My scream is that she might have spoiled her son's season for me. Oh. And I am depressed. Oh, dep- I mean that's a very strong word, depressed. <laughs> Wait, I thought the scream was not that she spoiled the season, but that your level of investigation into the Bachelor Instagram world has now got you looking at the likes of a player's mother and that spoiled it. <laughs> There's a lot of potential screens. I mean, here. it's a combo. You know, that's involved <laughs> right. here. If she wouldn't have liked yes, it, yes, I. She has less than two thousand followers. Yes, I am one of them, and I'm seeing what she's doing on Instagram. I guess I, I the fact that I didn't even think of that as the scream is telling. But no, I the scream is the spoiling. Gotcha. The scream is I am unclean, perhaps. So, but you don't know. You don't. You don't know if no. this has been spoiled or not. Maybe this is what they no. want you to believe, right? You know, because I, I mean, you know, depending on the production teams, I know some production teams have like sniper shooters out against their team, you know, to make sure that things don't get spoiled. Yeah. And I'm sometimes curious when spoilers are, you know, let out. There's kind of like, are you trying to send me on a wild goose chase? Do you want me to believe this? So that way, sure, yeah. when this happens, will this will this change your mind? She has unliked the post, but maybe that was intentional too. Maybe she's trying to what? get here. Joya, <laughs> <laughs> you're really sounding like you're in the pit now. You're so, really getting yeah, into it. conspiracy. I'm, I'm just trying to help you get out of your depression. Your depression is linked to the fact that you believe that you are somehow unclean. So I'm like, here are a whole bunch of different Mm. options of why that may not be the case. And you have like a whole rest of this season to convince yourself that that may not be the case before that season even goes live. I'm going to try, but I think she is a loose Instagrammer. Thus, (laughs) why she was following Trump and Melania. I don't. I don't think she thinks about these things. And 
I don't know. The unliking, it's not a good indicator. No, it's not. Well, I mean, does is this information that you have been spoiled, does it just lead to like 80 more questions, perhaps? Because, you know, like answers just lead to more questions. So maybe this hasn't been spoiled to the degree that you want it to be spoiled to. I mean, look on the bright. I'm looking for a silver lining here. Look on the bright side. There's a chance, but I think, you know, it would probably be healthy for me if I was able to figure out a way to like the spoiler has happened and I'm just going to like come to terms with it and it's okay. I also suggest that (laughs) I am actually kind of maybe this is what you need because your whole screams have had a theme of I don't like the fact that I'm this committed. So maybe this is a wake up call that if this is what threw you into depression that maybe you mm-hmm. ought to have that whole season spoiled for you so you can look into, you know, healthier alternatives, you know, kind of let just hit, just hit rock bottom. Just go ahead and get it all over with. It is. <laughs> Spoiling is a way of distancing myself from the season. Yeah. Like it's being less engaged. Right. With it, slow, yeah. a slow detachment, right. Kind of like admitting is the first step in the 12 step program. So maybe this was your, you know, introduction to step one. We've only got 11 other what steps step to one? go. It, admitting, <laughs> admitting that there's. a oh. <laughs> So maybe this could be a, yeah, good I've been doing a lot of admitting. <laughs> My scream this week has nothing to do with attempting to distance myself from our (laughs) beloved game. I would even describe this scream as a power scream. And I don't mean that to sound like the scream itself will be powerful, but I mean that it's a scream about power. We have recently learned that there are five episodes of this season left that will be airing over the next three weeks next week is a single episode Mm -hmm. the following week there is an episode on monday and tuesday the following week there is another episode on monday and tuesday we do recaps on our podcasts every episode so generally speaking the schedule has been the episode airs tuesday night we have an episode out wednesday that discusses that episode The amount of work that goes into these episodes is extensive. It takes me many hours to edit them. It takes many hours for Pace Case to post them and do all the social media about it, et cetera, et cetera. And then we also do an episode on Friday, the one you're on now, where we talk about the general happenings within Bachelor Nation, the news, what people are doing on Instagram, et cetera. Again, that episode takes work also, similar amount. And we also do an extra episode every other week for our Patreon, (laughs) which takes a similar amount of work. So now we are faced in the next three weeks with having one week where not only would we have to do an extra recap episode, but one of those weeks we would have to do that in addition to our Patreon episode, meaning we would have to put out four episodes that week. And when... A three-episode week and a four-episode week. Back to back. It would be more work than we've ever done. While we're working on another project that takes a lot of our time as well. And when I learned of this, my first reaction, what I first felt, and what I still feel, was not any kind of threat, was not any kind of anxiety, but only a raw, unbridled fucking power 
that this is a challenge put before me that I will fucking demolish. It was as though the game had given me an opportunity to descend even further in the pit, to tap into some fucking thing that I know is in me that I just haven't fucking used yet. And then I started to think, well, wait a minute, though. Is that true? (laughs) Maybe this will destroy you. Maybe the... I had the opposite reaction. (laughs) I was almost moved to tears. (laughs) And I said, let's do a week without Twibbon. A rational response. (laughs) I I don't know what the answer is. Obviously, we have to find whatever level we are comfortable at working without going insane and all that, or more insane than we have gone. But I am interested in the challenge of it. And I also know that the amount of work could destroy me. There is this both sides of the coin thing going on in my head, and I don't know what the final decision is on it, what we'll wind up doing. But uh, it feels a little bit like it's a moth attracted to the flame, not understanding that it's going to fucking die in a fiery death. Icarus. You want to be destroyed. I don't. I want to go into the fire and come out stronger. That was not the story of Icarus. Um... It was not. (laughs) Icarus was weak. He fell to the ground. (laughs) No, that is obviously the story of Icarus. I have a new scream, and it's this conversation. (laughs) Oh, wow. <laughs> we did something like this in the past. There was one season where there were two episodes on back to back nights. And we did two episodes. Yeah, we did. Yeah, but we were only doing one episode a week at that point. Now we're doing two and a Patreon, two and a half. No, I know. We're, we're at capacity and all that. I'm simply screaming what my initial reaction was and saying that I am now on this like seesaw of I want the challenge. It may destroy me. I want the challenge. It may destroy me. (laughs) And I know that that's potentially a bad place to be because you can push yourself through a limit that is detrimental in ways you don't even understand, expect, and potentially in ways that I can't deal with. And yet here I am. Mm -mm. I don't think it's a bad place to be on that. I I mean, ironically, like, like real talk. I think everybody at some point, if they are not avoiding their lives, is going to end up in a similar space if they are... chasing the, you know, their passions and, you know, their purpose and yada, 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 that they're going to end up in a similar space. Mm-hmm. Charles Bukowski, you know, spoke of this. He has a poem slash or a quote and a, a line of his poem that says that you should find what you love and let it destroy you. Mm-hmm. Or not like you should literally be, re- be reduced to ash by the thing that you love. The whatnot. So that was his, um, that was his work. I think there has been perceptions of Icarus. Like a lot of people tell the Icarus story as if he got like he got too high on the horse or he got too ambitious and that's what happened. But there is a rendition of the perception of the story when people when it's kind of very similar to Bukowski's thinking that. Um, but that was the whole point. Right. It wasn't mm-hmm. like he went there and thought that he could make it. It was this right. whole idea of being reduced to ash. Right? He wanted to fly close to the sun. Yeah. And it was kind of like the fall down was kind of like I accomplished my goals. So he did die, but he also got closer to the sun than anyone else. Right. And if that was his goal or whatnot, then it's kind of like 
I think their whole part of that theme is kind of understanding that death is inevitable. Like the end is coming for all of us, regardless if we want it or not. You can either, you know, go peacefully into that sweet night or oh, not like you can live your life to the fullest doing the things that you want to do. And if that's the cost, hey, whatever. So I feel like you're on the seesaw or whatnot. And you are obvious, you have this theme of being full force passionate about your pit whatnot, and the depth <laughs> whatnot of which you've fallen into your pit yeah. and uh maybe this is the universe responding to last week's scream of you know i am coming to the end of this and i don't know what i'm doing so maybe the universe is like you know what we are about to challenge you like how committed are you how committed to this are you and then at the same time i encourage everybody to know their limits whatnot and it's you know, to please know your limits or whatnot and um, work smarter, not harder or whatnot. So it's kind of like, what exactly is your end goal? Because I do, I do truly believe that if you know the why to your what, then you open up like multiple paths to accomplish that goal. But if you don't know the why to your what, then you can only see it binary, right? It's this or that or whatnot. So it's kind of like, be cre- like, I think, I don't think this has to be a bad thing. I'm curious to see- how either you're going to survive this challenge, you know, and live to tell about it because living for something is a lot harder than dying for something. Or if you're going to let it destroy you, then I'm curious to see how you're going to go out with a bang. <laughs> All right. I'm very <laughs> curious as to how you're going to do the episode by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's Pace the other Pace. half of this is like if Pace knows Case her limits. <laughs> knows her limits and if she values her limits yes. in a way that I simply don't. i guess can't understand <laughs> myself yeah i don't know how i would do it without pace case and i nor do i want to do it without her well option c whatever that is it turns out i do a podcast by myself it's like a 17 hour long podcast just a fucking lunatic rambling into the night about nothing the pit just title that one this the full pit the depths yeah. of despair just <laughs> this isn't a breakdown this is the whole episode is the pit well, I, you know, we'll see what happens. We've got a couple of weeks. I don't know what's going to happen, but that was my, my initial feeling was an overwhelming sense of power, of immortality, invulnerability <laughs> at the thought of taking on this challenge and overcoming it. I think this is a lesson to anybody's listening that <laughs> because face case, like you look like you look, you know, your limits <laughs> and like, you. Have, like, I mean, I, you're like you're like me. I suggested this. I suggested this as a possible scream because I was just like, "This is a wild reaction that you've had." Clues. You're looking for like full on match drop, burn like holds. You know, very um show like show business and whatnot. Like very spontaneous. You pace case are looking for longevity. Like you're like almost mm-hmm. CIA. KGB, I'm going to be here <laughs> till the end, outlive, you know, that degree of, which is frightening within itself. It's a whole. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like the Americans. I'm like, this is my life. <laughs> which is concerning within itself. <laughs> I think if we're keeping with the pit metaphor for me, I don't, not only am I no longer aware that there is an opening of the pit above us. I don't even look back at it. All I'm focused on is the ground in front of me and getting a bigger shovel to keep digging. That's 
that's evident that's that's clear <laughs> that's coming through in the zoom <laughs> i used to look back frequently at the sky i used to just dip a toe into the pit and then we were kind of down in it for a while and now i just feel like i don't even know i have to get to the core of the earth at this point you're a whole different version of yourself. Have you taken time to get to know this new version of yourself? Have you mourned past versions of yourself? That's something that we should all do often. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is a new version of myself. I think it's just a new, to use a video game term, it's a new skin applied to the old me. This is how mm. I approach all art, just a compulsive obsession. Whenever I key in on some subject, I fucking do it until I've learned everything there is to learn about it until I've made every piece of art that I can make about it. And, um, the bachelor is simply that thing right now. Gotcha. Gotcha. And because it is such a a rich muse, the amount of things that can be generated from it are almost infinite. I can see that. Yep. I can see that. I mean, it's interesting. I don't think there's any quote unquote bad news here. I just think this is a sign that you two have different bandwidths or whatnot, which isn't a bad thing, right? Like yeah, you just have different so. bandwidths. How do you navigate different bandwidths? <laughs> I mean, relationship speaking, this would be where you would have that conversation with your partner and understand like, where's your bandwidth? Where's their bandwidth? Like as far as what they can take on. And then instead of trying to clash at one another, like force each other to meet them where they are, it's kind of like, why don't you just play off of each other's strengths? Like literally, like that's, that's what makes a healthy relationship. You don't have to be the same. You just have to be like, you know, this might be one of those things where you're like, you know what clues you have the tenacity. I'm going to actually encourage you to, to go full force. And I will shift into support mode because I don't have the bandwidth to do a million episodes in one week or whatnot, but I will mm. definitely support or whatnot. And then clue, I mean, when you start burning out, I mean, Pace Case then built up all this energy or whatnot. So she's like, she's in it for the long haul. So she's going to still have that, you know, sustainability once that five hour energy, you know, has dissipated because she's just been, you know, she's been taking the, green tea method right sustainable energy <laughs> method while you've been doing the espresso shots method oh not mm. both sustain energy just in different ways it's all good yeah so good luck with that <laughs> thank you very much this is profound advice coming from shoya a relationship hero coach we thank you as always for descending into the pit with us and listening to us scream at the top of our lungs about how our beloved game is affecting us and again we hope to see you next week and uh again next week is just another single episode it's the week after that where we'll see what happens we will see yeah your grin right now is haunting (laughs) you suddenly have like more teeth (laughs) (laughs) green tea i am i am green tea tea. that's your mantra this hashtag i am green tea oh my god (laughs) well thank you again shoya and uh we will see you next week peace out Thank you, Shoya, for joining us. Uh, I also want to give a blanket thank you to 
everybody who posted and tagged us in your Spotify wrapped stories this week saying that you binged Game of Roses this year. I saw one person listen to 17 gore episodes in one day. I don't know how this is possible. Maybe two times speed. Yeah. But we were blown away by all this support and appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for coming with us on this crazy journey. (laughs) I was just astounded that people were watching so many episodes in a day. It's mind-blowing to me. I can't imagine it. But yes, thank you. It is very humbling. And and it makes us want to keep doing this, you know, that we know what we're Mm -hmm. saying is resonating with people out there and that we're not the only ones in the pit. We are not the only people obsessed with this show. (laughs) It's a crowded pit. And it's just, it's great to see. So thank you guys so, so much for posting that stuff. And thank you, obviously, for listening to it. It means the world to us. And we're going to put out even more amazing content in 2021. I think those numbers are only going to get crazier. The only way out is through. And thank you, as always, for sending us the tids. The tids are an important part of us even being able to do this podcast because it lets us know what is important in the nation. And so every tid that gets sent to us, we are reading those tids. We are putting them into the podcast. We are doing our research on the tids. Thank you for sending them. They keep us fed and happy down at the bottom of the pit. Our next episode will be Wednesday. Another game breakdown in Tasha's season. And we will see who wins. Bennett or young Noah. I thought it was going to be Bennett, but now I'm thinking it may be mm. a little flipping of the script. You mentioned that you think it might be a twofer, and I could see that happening. Yeah, might be a double execution. I could see that happening as well, because they're both bickering they're when she came down in. down to seven. But hopefully you'll join us next Wednesday for our recap. Until then, what is that dwab at? It has been 6,828 <laughs> days without a black bachelor, I am. Okay. <laughs> Should I redo that? <laughs> Not at all. Praise be Lord Harrison. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, 
mystery body problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber skincare. Sweaters, candles, The dreaded bathrobe? Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabooli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, Frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> 